This is District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of record for the left. I'm Sam Sachs. I am Sam Knight. We are broadcasting out of Pistown, Washington, D.C. Check out the website, districtsentinel.com. We are back at full strength today. Sam Knight, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I I guess the uh, administration is putting all of the uh, Customs and Border Patrol money into concentration camps because it wasn't actually a hellish nightmare at at it going through customs and i don't i don't mean to sound like whatever cuz like yeah obviously they're not trying to make life difficult for a guy like me right but it seems i had the like same it, experience when i was coming back from uh the uk a few months ago fairly easy although just international travel in general is just fucking awful but uh it's terrible welcome back now that the whole team is back together, it's a great time to subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com slash District Sentinel. We've got a full slate of newscasts coming up this week. Plus, we've got some bonus content. We've got interviews. We're interviewing Chris Caesar and Hannah Gay on uh, the far right, both, yeah. both of them doing work on the Hannah far right. has a phenomenal piece out exactly yeah. about Han- how Nazis have infiltrated right-wing media at which point everybody's going to say oh big surprise but still it's important to see the evidence here yeah of all this stuff and Hannah yeah definitely did a uh, good work on that and then Chris Caesar is based in Boston and he was at the straight pride rally <laughs> last weekend which if you didn't already know uh, was just a far right rally because who the fuck would go to a straight pride rally other than just like a dipshit with a melted reactionary brain? Yeah. So subscribe on Patreon so you don't miss any of that. Patreon.com slash District Sentinel. Five bucks a month. You'll be good. You'll also get your own haiku written for you, read on the air. We uh, have been dealing with a backlog of haiku, but we're going to complete that backlog today the end of the show when we read some poetry so if you subscribe tonight you'll get your poem tomorrow all right it's tuesday september 3rd 2019 here's the news so a lot has happened in the uk since we last recorded a newscast prime minister boris johnson got the queen to agree to suspend parliament ahead of a key brexit deadline next month This would help the prime minister force through a no-deal Brexit, something he said he would do, threatening to throw Great Britain and all of Europe into chaos, especially Ireland. But Johnson's gambit might be failing. Today, Conservative MP Philip Lee defected to the opposition over Johnson's maneuvering, specifically to the Liberal Democrats. Lee, of course, has some bad opinions as a Tory, so naturally he joined the Lib Dems. (laughs) But what this means is that the prime minister is now without a majority in the House of Commons. Here's Labour leader Jeremy Corbyn summing up how Johnson's day went. He isn't winning friends in Europe. He's losing friends at home. His is a government with no mandate, no morals, and as of today, no majority. Sounds like a shit day. Yeah, he was definitely owned. This uh, could maybe be the beginning of the end for Prime Minister Johnson and uh, the start of election season again, maybe the calling of a snap election. Who knows? We shall see. Things are moving very fast in British Parliament. I know the term constitutional crisis is thrown around a lot. 
This is definitely one, so we will be focused on this later this week. If I'm counting correctly, this is the third straight conservative prime minister to pull a massive cell phone that'll likely cost him cost them their job. Well, right? ho- hopefully, David Cameron, hopefully, God right, damn, hopefully, hopefully. But Cameron would just deciding to hold a Brexit referendum led to the end of his job as yeah. prime minister. Yeah. Theresa May's decision to call a snap election, thinking that she would strengthen her majority. Instead, uh, she drastically reduced her majority, which <laughs> got the ball rolling to the end of her career. Yeah. And now we have Boris Johnson trying to prorogue Parliament to jam through a no-deal Brexit, which, if all works out well here, could be the end of his career. Indeed, it could. I I will note though, incredible streak. I- incredible. Right here. I mean, incredible. I don't know what's more impressive: the streak of cell phones or the fact that conservatives still have power after all of that. It, it, and speaking of which, as as a former uh, resident of Canada. I can tell you that uh, they also use the Westminster system and former PM Stephen Harper prorogued parliament and went on to have a long career after Mm. that. So uh, don't count Johnson out, even though, God, let's really fucking hope so. In his speech, Corbyn also said Johnson may be trying to ram through no deal Brexit because he wants to sell off the NHS and other social services and public assets to American investors. Our dipshit vice president, Mike Pence, did nothing to dispel that theory today. Here he was in Ireland responding to a reporter's question about Johnson threatening fragile peace in Northern Ireland by upending freedom of movement between Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland, uh, which has caused some major fucking violence in the past. If Brexit does result in a hard border, do you, does the U.S. see that as a violation of the Good Friday Agreement? And if so, do you agree with Speaker Pelosi and others who say that under those circumstances, a U.K.-U.S. free trade deal would not be possible? Well, the president made very clear last week with uh, Prime Minister Johnson that the moment Brexit is completed, we will begin immediate negotiations for a free trade agreement with the United Kingdom. In other words, fuck the Irish people who could suffer yet again for British racism. There's a fucking healthcare system to privatize, to fucking steal, to just straight up steal. Speaking of which, Pence was asked about the fact that he's staying at one of President Trump's properties yet again. It's located on Ireland's West Coast, far from Pence's official duties in Dublin, which is on Ireland's East Coast. Yeah, like 180 miles away. (laughs) Anyway, here's a clip of that exchange. Democrats have criticized you today for staying at the Trump property in Dunebeg. They say you're enriching the president. What's your response to that criticism? It's wonderful to be back in Ireland. (laughs) Pence went on to say that he stayed in Dunebeg because of his family ties to the region. Guess what, dipshit? Go there on your own time. The Daily Beast noted today that since 2017, Pence and his team have already spent a quarter of a million dollars in public money at Trump properties. Moving on, it's well expected that Donald Trump is preparing for a lot of mudslinging heading into 2020. But whoever his Democratic opponent might be, and we're praying for Bernie over here, they won't be the only target of the Trump re-election campaign. According to a report this morning in Axios, Trump's political allies are trying to raise $2 million to dig up dirt on journalists 
that have been hostile to the administration. The goal is to dredge up embarrassing stories about reporters and have that info leaked to outlets that are favorable to the administration, like Breitbart. This reminds me of last week when a bunch of New York Times reporters were whining about a Breitbart reporter getting kicked out of the Beto O'Rourke event. Well, now you all look stupid as hell. To be clear, they looked stupid as hell at the time, too. true. True. According to this three-page fundraising list obtained by Axios, the group will target, quote, CNN, MSNBC, all broadcast networks, New York Times, Washington Post, BuzzFeed, Huffington Post, and all others that routinely incorporate bias and misinformation into their coverage. We will also track the reporters and editors of these organizations. Hopefully we get some love here over at the Sentinel. <laughs> Are we not being targeted? What the fuck? Well, we we made our... Uh our shortcomings, at least we're transparent about those. So bring it on, fuckers. There's nothing you can't say about us that we haven't already said about us. Yeah, I'd love to see uh, Trump administration sleuths digging through the Sentinel Twitter account trying to get us fired. Listening to uh, backlogs of the Sentinel or live shows where we may or may not have made off-color jokes. This document goes on to describe the overall mission as, quote, targeting the people who produce the news, end quote. A GOP consultant and fundraiser, Arthur Schwartz, is linked to the project, though planning documents suggest that most individuals involved will be anonymous. In addition to traditional news outlets and reporters, the Trump campaign will also target social media platforms. The goal is to dig up evidence to support claims that these sites are biased against conservatives, This is a long-time effort by the right, thus far yielded no evidence that any sort of bias actually exists on social media platforms. But this could mean that chances are good that Laura Loomer will again handcuff herself to the Twitter headquarters in 2020. Um, This time she might get paid to do it by the Trump administration, though. Another Trump official with suspect opinions is out. Leif Olson, senior policy official at the Department of Labor Wage and Hour Division, has resigned today, just hours after Bloomberg inquired about anti-Semitic Facebook posts from 2016. Olson claims he was sarcastically poking fun at alt-right conspiracy theories, and to be fair, he was reacting to Paul Ryan defeating right-wing primary challengers, one of which was an unabashed anti-Semite named Paul Nalen. But Olson also has a history of advocating Christian right positions. As Bloomberg noted, he was known in the Houston area for challenging the rights of same-sex couples after the Supreme Court ruled they were constitutional in 2015. And he also fought against temporary status for undocumented immigrants during the Obama administration. It's tough to do these things as a fundamentalist Christian and claim you were just joking about anti-Semitism. Especially when you get really, really, really into the joke, maybe too into the joke, as Olson did. He was talking about Jewish control of the media and such. Yeah, I've seen a couple reporters on Twitter rush to Olson's defense, claiming that this report takes his Facebook comments out of frame, that they were actually irony, that he was doing irony here. Um, I don't know. I like I saw his original comment, which was irony. But when people are commenting on that original comment with anti-Semitic tropes and you're extending those tropes, taking a lot of pleasure and feeding off those tropes and going off and making your own anti-Semitic jokes off of them, 
you sort of start to lose the irony. And as you noted, this guy is like a Christian fundamentalist who's taken a job in the Trump administration and is pursuing awful policies. I'm not sure why we need to give him the benefit of the doubt on this one. No. And we uh, we know that, uh, you know, we dabble in irony, to be sure. But there is such a thing as irony poisoning. Yes. And it, it becomes clear that at a point the line is very blurred and no one can tell anymore if you're joking or not. And uh, regrettably, we do see that on the left occasionally. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. Of, of if, some if this guy was running with tropes against black people, it wouldn't even be in doubt that this was fucked up what he was saying. But yeah, especially again, especially as a fundamentalist Christian, uh, I don't think you get to make fucking uh, doing anti-Semitic irony. Anyway, as we have noted on the show, there have been at least two Trump officials outed as white nationalists, probably more than that, just two uh, in recent months and weeks that we can think of. A now former State Department official named Matthew Gabert and a now former DHS official named Ian Smith. Either way, uh, cancel culture claims another victim today. <laughs> Won't someone think of the fascist creeps, the Christian fundamentalists, and the sex predator comedians? There's also Seb Gorka, who uh, is a Nazi. Yeah, <laughs> who well, was forced he, he, out. Yeah, of course he was. He was forced out. And there's out. a bunch of Nazis who's still there. Steve Bannon forced out, uh, yeah. but Stephen Miller still there. So still there. I mean, they're they're obviously on the inside still. Finally today, the Environmental Protection Agency announced a settlement with BP over an oil spill last year in Iowa. And as you'd expect from an agency completely captured by the industry, the settlement is absurdly small. The spill happened last August in Piosta when 60,000 gallons of diesel leaked out of a tank, contaminating the ground soil and nearby Catfish Creek. The Department of Transportation concluded that the reason for the leak was a defective repair to the storage tank. And the EPA announced on Tuesday that as a result of the negligence and spill, BP North America will pay a fine of $71,400. I'm losing my fucking mind. $71,400. That's how much Chapo Trap House makes in like 15 days. BP likely We're not trying to have a go at Chapo here. No, either. but I'm just saying, <laughs> if Chapo makes that in like 15 days, BP's making that in like seconds. 15 seconds, yeah. yeah. Less than that, obviously. Yeah. 15 milliseconds. It's wild. We can't even calculate how long it takes <laughs> BP to make that amount of money because you can't measure time that small. No. In addition, BP has agreed to investigate and upgrade containment vessels to prevent similar leaks in the future. That's if they can afford to do that stuff. I mean, 71 grand, who can afford that? Surely not one of the biggest oil companies in the fucking world. 71 grand for a 60,000 gallon oil spill that contaminated ground soil in a nearby creek. 71 grand. Wow. All right. That is the newscast for today. Before we go, it is time to read some poetry for all the new subscribers on Patreon, patreon.com slash District Sentinel. Five bucks a month, you get access to all the newscasts we put out, plus the bonus content. Subscribe for as little as a dollar a month, and you get your own haiku written for you, read on the air. Let's do these. This is for Hunter. He's heard all the jokes. This one, maybe not for years... Get dinos, Tarak. Thank you, 
Hunter. Not sure I understand this haiku. You never played Nintendo 64's uh, Turok the Dinosaur Hunter? Oh, now, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. Hadn't thought about that game until just now. It's a deep cut. I don't know where that came from. This one's for Robin. Melon on table, sitting out for days, rotting like Joe Biden's brain. (laughs) Thank you, Robin. I feel like we're probably going to have to do a story later this week uh, updating everyone on Joe Biden's brain farts. They know. Yeah, they know. They know. They know. Anyway, uh, this is for Chon, the PM Johnson friend Prince Andrew is noncing, ban him Wisconsin. Thank you, Chon. This one's for Jacob. Fists up in the air, marching down the street, shouting, down with Moscow Mitch. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Jacob. You saw one of those in the wild, didn't you? I did. I did. I was going for a run yesterday, and uh, sure enough, there it was. In Northwest D.C., giving uh, credence to the Trillbillies theory that no one in Kentucky is buying these shirts. Maybe a few people, uh, but that's it. Moscow Mitch shirts could be an inspiration for the next Sentinel shirt. We'll keep you posted. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, this is for Amaro. Back to the U.S., but it's not that depressing. Big-ass burritos. That's true. That's true. Thank you, Amro. You just can't get the good big burritos uh, in Europe. Yeah, Although, you, you can't get the big wings either. They have no. little tiny chicken wings out there. Although, if you uh, are in the UK, they obviously they do have a lot of fried chicken and uh, the the little fried chicken wings. Maybe not buffalo wings are hard to come by, but yeah. you, in, in in the UK, you can definitely get. Uh, fried chicken wings or you can still I don't know if you can after a uh, a Boris Johnson does a no deal Brexit but anyway I digress Uh, again thank you Amro thank you to all the new subscribers on Patreon sign up tonight if you haven't subscribed you'll get a haiku written for you in red on tomorrow's show that'll do it for today thank you for tuning in we are back tomorrow We're in D.C., so you don't have to be.